Welcome to the Making Laps Podcast. Hello and welcome to the season finale episode of the Making Laps Podcast. I am your host, Brent Gleason. Alongside me is my co-host and brother, Jesse Gleason. Good evening, everyone. And with us on the line is our Florida connection. He's waiting for it. Phil Jakes. Where are you? And I'm so sorry. I cannot sleep. I cannot dream tonight. I need somebody to know me. The six strange darkness comes creeping on so haunting every time. And as I stand, I count it. The wits of all the spiders. Cause they in the inside. Like that's call you. Good, we're good here. We're good. Don't waste your time on me. You're already <laughs> the voice inside my head. I have to leave now. Don't waste your time on me. You're already <laughs> the voice inside my head. There you go. There's a special treat for you, Phil. An in-house. I did. I made that for you personally. <laughs> An in-house oh. cover <laughs> with not even the right music. That was freaking wonderful. Because uh, metal is awesome. Metal is life. It's the season finale. We life. had to do something extra special. I know you would appreciate it. Hell, Tisha would appreciate that. She's and we're not going to get flagged for copyright us. over at youtube.com slash Sid's View. So hello to our YouTube audience who got to enjoy that one as well this time. Yes. No, but you you may end up in one of those meme videos, like uh, those people trying to sing uh, Down With The Sickness by Disturbed. Have you ever seen those? Uh, I don't want to. <laughs> I want to be a meme. That's great. That'd yeah, be fine. Oh, it's... <laughs> There's some of the greatest videos out there watching these people absolutely fail at that uh, song. Jesse's using old video game music, but that video game was awesome, so that's <laughs> fine. I hope that doesn't get flagged for copyright. No, I don't think that company's I even, even tell around. what the music was. That was from Destruction Derby 2. That that company's that game not even was around anymore. So awesome. Good lord. <laughs> that was that was Wreckfest before Wreckfest. That was such a fun game. Uh, All right, so yeah, welcome to our YouTube audience over at youtube.com slash SidsView. Thank you to everybody listening in on whatever platform you've been listening into all year long. Again, like I said, this is the season finale. We are going to be taking a break until racing basically kicks back in next February with Daytona. We might do another show, just a special one with the winner, whoever it may be, of the Enlaro Photo Sponsor Scholarship Draw, which you can get your calendars over at enlarophoto.com. Hopefully that's still going. I haven't heard anything else going on. And uh, you can enter your favorite driver f- into the drawing for a $10,000 scholarship for your or their race team. And please stop putting people in who actually have money. Seriously. It's for little people like us. It's supposed to change people's careers in racing. Mm-hmm. So I know I have a good amount of... of uh, Entries in it already. I think I got over ten. But it's like winning the lottery I and then won. giving it to like to like Bill Gates or something. Yeah, right. Like he needs the money. Come on. Yeah, right. No, stop like that. Ryan Priest does not need the money. No, he, he needs a ride right now. He needs a ride. I'm sure he's working on it. I'm sure he'll get one. Yeah, well, but you know, it's <laughs> Phil sounds like he wants to say something. 
I mean, that money could help him towards sponsorship, but I mean, 10 it's grand, 10 grand. You far okay. in a truck or Xfinity car. It'll get you a ride in a modified once, but he already has it one. It won't even put the vinyl <laughs> on an Xfinity or a cup car. No, it won't. It won't even come close. Anyway, you well, we usually start the episode off with personal updates. Now, obviously, the season's been over for a while. So the only people that would have personal updates would be Phil, but he's not going to race because he hurt himself. Uh, he'll give you that info <laughs> later. Uh, my personal updates are that I actually started my YouTube channel up again after like a month off. Again, I had some sickness for a week, so I didn't film for a week. And then other stuff got in the way of car-related programming that I usually film. There you go. And uh, I finally put another one up. And uh, it's kind of funny. It's over at my YouTube channel. Just search my name or go on my Facebook or Twitter. I put it up there. Uh, if you're not a friend with me on Facebook, sucks to be you because I don't friend a lot of people on <laughs> Facebook. Brent Gleason 01 on Twitter and Instagram. Go find me there and you can go see that and watch me. And I have a very special project coming up in the future. Uh, I don't have any race watch cars. you suffer. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it was funny suffering, though, but I do have a special project coming up in the next coming weeks or months, and uh, that's going to mean a lot to me, so that'll be some uh, real good YouTube gold there. Uh, as for right now, I'm working on a Swedish car that is very difficult, so yeah, yeah. Working. That's what it's like working on Sobs, basically. Yeah, with mice in them. Now they're in my garage. Luckily, I leave my bird food in a locked container in there so they can't get to it, so starve you little bastards. Um Anyway, uh, <laughs> all right. Who else has personal updates? No. Nope. Nothing. Oh, Phil's not going to fill us in on what's wrong with him. Oh, the herniated disc in my neck from being an idiot trying to put a transmission I in myself he... and damn near dropped it on my face. So. Man, amateur. He's doing it with aluminum transmissions too. I'm doing it with <laughs> cast iron ones, and I don't hurt myself well, yet. In my defense, I have the fixed those 14 inch tall solid jack stands. So I did it with little, regular jack stands for years. <laughs> it's just a little little tighter under there than I'd like it to be. Mm. Well, it could be worse. Ugh. Oh. No, I know, but it's just, ugh. It still hurts. That sucks. Yeah, it is what it is. I got a follow up appointment this week, so we'll see what the doctor says. Yay, he's actually going to a doctor. Amazing. Mm. <laughs> it only took me three weeks to avoid it. Th- three weeks that's it wow that's actually kind of uh short for you all right um I usually i don't go to the doctor at all i made a chiropractor appointment like a month ago and forgot about it and i haven't been back for two months or so <laughs> just totally forgot about it yeah anyway jesse you have anything there it is uh all right so no crate motor not yet it's not off recall yet is it <laughs> he's gonna wait till next year find one down there's one oh no that's a 603 you can't buy it saw one done down south racing so yeah i don't want to buy some used piece of garbage and no i don't want to buy it until it comes off a recall yeah because you guys you guys effed up no i bought a good one because you guys ruined racing no i'm fine i can race i i i made my career better (laughs) career career quote unquote (laughs) anyway uh putting up with this garbage I'm going to start off. This Obviously, there's there's no real racing going on except for some local stuff down south. And uh, F1, I think, is still going, but I haven't caught up on them in a while. So No one cares. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, um, I did see in the news that longtime racing underdog Del McCowart, who is famous for his quote, we never, lo- we never won a race, but we never lost a party. He passed away this week. 
And uh, that's the kind of attitude I want out of every racer. You know, go there, have a good time, and then have a better time later. So I noticed that he passed away this week. So condolences to his family, friends, and crews. Yeah, he ran for, you know, at least, you know, 100 years or so. I mean, it's so yeah. difficult. But he was one of those last independent guys. You know, like Dave Marcus was an independent for a long time. Kowicki was until he died. Yeah. Um, independent race that Ricky Rudd was at one point, and it ran him out of the sport, basically. Well, um, guess what? You're going to have to – guess what? There ain't going to be any more Delmo Cowards because you have to buy a charter if you want any portion of the purse whatsoever or a guaranteed starting I, spot. I don't know who voted that in, if that was the All driver's the council and owners. It was but not that the was driver's a, council. It was the owners. That's a stupid thing. I know they did yeah, it that for – That was an RTA thing. Yeah. Was that? Okay. Yeah, race yeah. Race, tra- race team alliance or something like that? Right. I know it wasn't a NASCAR thing. I know Darn they gave a lot of power to the RTA. small but teams. Yeah, I mean, what the hell is the point? I Darn mean, those pes- pesky small teams. They're trying to basically... Hate those start and park cars. They did it because they wanted to guarantee sponsorship for their team and continue an influx of money. Well, they wanted... But it's like, well, if you don't qualify for a race, guess what? Now you don't, you know, you get in trouble with your sponsors. So it's like, well, why? Now you're just taking it so that you can race, but other people that want to get in can't do what you're doing. Right. So I might as well just leave it at 36 cars because there's no way anybody can break in this. And not even Dale Jr. can even break in this sport. Are you kidding me? He's he doesn't like, want to. He can't because he can't <laughs> because he's like, I'm not paying $10 million for a charter. No. No. What about if they, they only gave out 20 charters and leave it a 40-car field? So oh. you still have 20 open spots to qualify for. Well, the race team alliance ain't going to like that because they have – through six teams together. NASCAR, you know? NASCAR should revoke the charter system on their half and set a price on their own terms instead of making it free market value. I know that sounds like communism, but it's going to allow smaller teams in. $10 million for a freaking charter right now. What did they start out as? Like a million or less? Uh, yeah, they were probably like a million or less. Yeah, and in only a few short years, they've been 10 times their value or something like that. Just ridiculous number. Who the hell can afford to pay that if you're an upstart team? $10 million just for a piece of paper that says you qualify. No, you have to be an A-list actor or, or a sports guy, basically. That's all I can really do. <laughs> that, it's it's called the barrier of entry, really. It's a paywall for people yeah. who want to get into racing. It's ridiculous. So. Anyway... Um, so yeah, that, that'll bring us up. We can go into that much deeper detail if we ever felt like it, but I hate it so much. I don't care. (laughs) I just don't feel like it. Also joining the list of, uh, famous racers who passed away this last week was, uh, famous racing legend. I'm mostly road racer, but, uh, Bob Bondurant passed away at the age of 88. He was most well known for his performance driving school, where he helped teach many famous racing drivers the art of road racing. He was also a hell of a road racer in his own right. Uh, I believe he was one of, one of or the last one to bring the world championship. And I forget what that was for back to America. And I don't know if anybody's ever done it since. And I believe what was he driving? He was driving for Shelby at the time. I can't. I'm, this is literally all off the top of my head. I have to go back and. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to look that up again. I didn't really write all the notes because I just kind of, you know, I I'm just just wanted to kind of quick mention it, but uh, it wasn't meant to be, you know, anything more than that. But he was a very important figure. And again, a lot of cup guys and a lot of IndyCar guys, a lot of these guys who race now kind of went through his school. I remember in the 90s, the place to go if you were a struggling road course racer on the cup schedule was you would go to the Bondurant school and you'd go sit in a car for a couple of days and he'd teach you the 
the ins and outs and basics of it and uh, drive his cars and you'd figure out different tactics and techniques and you'd get better at it. And it was really cool. Oh, wow, he drove Can-Am. Can-Am was badass back in the day. Mm. Um, yeah, he raced in NASCAR, you know, back in Riverside days. And uh, he did also just killer, killer road racer. Another one of those guys who you didn't hear a lot about but who accomplished a lot. And uh, Bob Bondurant was an absolute legend in the sport. So anyway, we'll move on. So condolences to his family, friends, teams, everything. So, um, all right. Remember back a few weeks we'd mentioned, we just kind of brought up the DC Solar thing. And mm-hmm. uh, because I was like, well, I'm looking and I'm Googling stuff. And I'm like, oh, he hasn't even been sentenced yet. And apparently during to, due to uh, COVID and stuff, it got pushed back like two years or something. He hadn't been <laughs> he hadn't been sentenced, but apparently, it actually happened. So, uh, DC Solar owner Jeff Karpoff uh, was sentenced to th- like thirty years for a Ponzi scheme that involved sponsoring the Ganassi team. It's like, oh boy, it involved like billions of dollars. It was crazy. Thirty years is a lot. Um, yeah, he's he's his life's over basically. Yeah, I think his wife got like. 15 or 30 or she's still waiting sentencing well if he's if he's know. doing 30 he'll lucky if he does half that if not maybe even a third he'll do 15 or maybe even 10 based on good behavior i mean there's going to be some there's still going to be some money that's going to be whitewashed or whatever that allows him a good enough attorney yeah where he's going to get that sentence cut down quite a bit so lost in all of this is uh the fact that there is a lawsuit against Chip Ganassi Racing because uh, I think Bob Parker said something about it. Uh, they were part of the DC Solar bankruptcy proceeding because of their large sponsorship. So it was a large chunk of money, and that money was technically stolen. So you have to think about it. And there, I guess there is a uh, person assigned by the court to try to get the money back for investors. Maybe who lost that's why their money he's folding his cup team. Is that's my speculation because it, might, it very well could be because he got ill-begotten funds, albeit on accident. I mean, it's not really his <laughs> it wasn't fault. his fault, but. Right. If someone's um, handing you a large sum of money, you're going to say no to it. Like, yeah. When hmm, when in, hold on, let me just check. Let me just do a background check on this big giant lump of money here. That's the problem with racing. No. Is there's racing no. throughout its whole history is rife with all all the same story like this. People mostly doing, sports car racing. Sports, really. yeah, mostly sports car racing. A lot of some it. NASCAR, some of it. Yeah, a lot of IndyCar, stuff like that. People with like. Ponzi schemes, pyramid schemes, whatever the hell a scheme you're going to come up with, uh, who sucker money out of people and end up buying teams as a write-off or sponsoring teams or whatever, and then they all go to jail. We've heard it a lot. You can go look on YouTube about stories about that. Yeah, lots Um, of dinner with racers and crime and sports uh, podcasts. Oh, a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, They said that there is a person, a trustee, trying to get the money back from Ganassi because Ganassi was paid with investor funds that were obviously taken uh, illegitimately, so yeah, Chip is uh, no Chip's in the water trying to get money back from a racer. Uh, you have a better chance of seeing God. Yeah, you're getting blood from a stone here. No, nah, that money's <laughs> gone, gone. Yeah, you make a small fortune out of a large fortune. So no, yeah, nah. racing. You racing is easy to compute when it comes to uh, spending money. What's you a- take a giant pile of money and then you throw it on your table. You light a match. And you set it on fire, and then that's pretty much it. That's pretty that's, much why that's it's, all it is. Yeah, it's perfect for money laundering. 
Oh, it's Perfect. great for money laundering because you're Perfect. it's so much expendable. You can um now now Chip Ganassi just has to worry that uh or hope that Justin Mark's money is good. I th- it better be. <laughs> oh, I'm sure I'm sure it is. I mean he's got GoPro motor motorplex. He's got a uh, lot of different investments. His, his father's got some stuff. There's a bunch of stuff going on there, but you never know. I mean, DC Solar looked good on the surface. Yeah, it looked great until everything came <laughs> crashing down in a ball <laughs> of flames. Uh, he just joins a long list of people. Um, I could go over however many names, but, I mean, there's just so many. It's ridiculous. Um, again, there's a great amount of podcasts and stuff and, and YouTube videos you can listen to. Oh, a lot of things. Uh, drug money is really big, too. That was a big one. A right. lot of guys used to get busted for drugs and stuff and running running that and Oh man, just it's wild stories if you ever get a chance to listen to them. Just go Google that, and if you're bored this off season, because that'll give you something to do. Yeah, Don Wington or Randy Lanier, you can or uh, what is his Gary Ballou. Yep, all those names you can Who find is the, those oh, easier. John Paul, John Paul Jr. Yeah, Senior and Junior are both involved. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Senior would recruit his son to in the family business what a piece of garbage (laughs) (laughs) seriously Seriously. come on son run drugs with me and shoot people it'll be great so yeah go look up those names if you're interested anyway uh if i had that funding i'd be having the time of my life and then be in prison not having the time of my life (laughs) i lack i lack knowledge and uh inspiration or ambition i lack i lack the uh i lack the confidence to think i can get away with it because i know i couldn't no i knew that it would end poorly and that's why i'm not even bothering it would be very poor all right so geez i should probably move on here (laughs) we could beat that one yes get over there hey all right so a lot of silly season stuff's going on i figured i'd mention it uh, front row motorsports is sticking with two teams next year, which I did not expect them to do in the cup series. Uh, they're saying, I figured they'd go, go down to one. Yeah. They're sticking to two. They said, uh, Michael McDowell is expected to stay, but Anthony crash, uh, crashed pasta. Alfredo is, uh, out for next year. Uh, I guess it doesn't matter. I guess in that situation, it really doesn't matter if you have money because they're pretty sick of rebuilding cars. Uh, it seems, uh, no word publicly about what, uh, Alfredo or Ryan priest or, uh, Geez, there's a couple other guys, Ryan Newman, my um, De Benedetto. Uh, there's a bunch of guys kind of out of rides right now. And I think De Benedetto is going to have a hard time finding a ride. Yeah, the media dragged him through the water as fast. Well, as possible. Well, he did shoot himself in the foot a lot. Yeah, yeah. you gotta. He kind of did. Yeah, chill out on that stuff if you're looking for a job. You gotta just stick your nose up and be like, "I'm a polished, lovely young man. Give yeah. me a deal." Yep. That's pretty much it. You can't say nothing else. Kind of sucks, but I mean that's how they want it. Yeah, it, it sucks that that's the world we're in, but that's the world we're in. You got to play the game. A lot of and other guys make plenty of money doing it. Play the game right. You have to be yeah marketable to sponsors, and a man isn't is not just a man; he's an enterprise. Yep. So, oh well, sponsors are not going to like that. I I think realistically, if if you're gonna out of any of those drivers, gonna go to front row, it's probably gonna end up being Priest. It's a possibility. There's nothing. I mean, even, there's. I'm not even hearing rumors of anything happening right yet. Yeah, um, 
I, I don't think Ryan Newman's going to go to a, a mid-pack team at this point. If he doesn't have anything quality, he'll just hang it up or go find a, a good Xfinity ride or something. Yeah, can he please just run a modified once in a while and that be the end of it? God, guys, no, he's worse than Donnie Lee in those fucking things. <laughs> There's one. Um, so. <laughs> I was late. Yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, there's no word on anything. There's a lot of rides opening up uh, last minute in both Cup and Xfinity, especially with a couple new teams and stuff happening. So it's be it'd be pretty interesting in the next coming weeks and months to keep an eye on what's going on with driver lineups for next year. So keep an eye on that. So why I can move this towards some local stuff. All right. Now, Claremont Speedway was revealed as one of the three to-be-announced dates that were left on the Whalen Modified Tour schedule. A second date at Thompson uh, during the World Series weekend has also been announced. So Thompson's not going to have just one in August. They're going to have two. One in August, one in October. So that's cool. Interesting. Um, with the And here's another interesting thing. The World Series schedule is shaping up to be very interesting. I believe it's the 60th annual World Series at Thompson. Uh, that's what I was told, at least. Uh, I don't keep track of that stuff. But with the, they're going to have the Modified Racing Series there on Friday, the NASCAR Modified Tour on Saturday, and they're going to run the Tour-type Modified Race on Sunday for the Thompson 300. And that's going to fill out three days of Tour-type Modified Racing for next year's World Series. That's going to be a show. They should really really look at putting the NHS TRA limited late model sportsman on that. And you maybe, want that. Maybe I'll haul my ass up there. They're not going to do it just for you. Who the hell are you? <laughs> I already, I already tried. They, they want me to run a 10 and a half inch disc clutch and they want me to put a box back on the thing. I'm like, hell no. What kind of box? MSD? No, steering box. I have a oh, rack. Oh, you have a rack. And I'm like, oh, what's he talking about? But I'm about? 100 pounds heavier than their rules require, which just whatever. Oh, whatever. Screw them. I'll run 100 pounds heavy. I'll run it as I am. And... Never mind. Whatever. So anyway, that gives me a lot more hope for the future of Thompson. Uh, I also have some very kind of interesting, because Thompson is being run, obviously it's still owned by the same people, but it's being run by uh, the people at Pro All-Star Series and the American-Canadian Tour in a joint venture. But, Jesse, I think you'll find this to be quite interesting. I got some interesting news today Ooh. about a new series that's looking to start next year. Let me find my notes for it. It's called the Northeast Big Block Super Modified Series. And they're looking to launch in 2022 with the help from the Pro All-Star Series. Uh, they're not They're not looking to compete with IMSA, or ISMA. Sorry, the acronyms sound the same. Uh, but they're in fact looking to run on dates like opposite of what ISMA is trying to run. So they're not trying to compete like at the same time. But here's the interesting thing. The plans for the series is to cut costs by implementing a crate engine rule. Now here's the crate engine they want to run. No, wait, <laughs> wait, wait, they, damn it. <laughs> they want to run a 572 big block crate from Chevy, run it on methanol, make 800 horsepower with it. That's I what they, they want to do. Run the new 632. That's too big. No, thousand <laughs> horsepower. The eight, well, the built crate engines are running about 800. They said. Now is a this a over. dirt? Is this on dirt? No, super modified asphalt. Super modified. Asphalt. Super modified. Yeah. 
So they want to run that because engine costs for a built engine on the Isma Tour is like $60,000 for an engine. Good God. Yeah. $60,000 for an engine, they're saying. And I'm like, well, Jesus. Well, and they said, is it worth it? No. Uh, and a regular... <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. And a rebuild costs upwards of $10,000 on a built engine. And how much is the 572? I think they're like 15 grand or 18. I can't remember which one. So it's going to be. And you can run them forever. <laughs> so they're still going to be probably down on horsepower. No, they're going to be 800. So it's probably almost Compared the to same. the wing, to the, to the downforce and the size of those big meats on the back. They're going to have the same thing. Well, so here's the thing: they want to actually. So they're going to turn it into the SK Light division. No, because they're still making oh. 800 horsepower. <laughs> Jesse, I have driven a drag car with one of those 572s on alcohol. It's serious. I'm sure it is, but you didn't have a big giant wing on the top of your roof, though. But they're not making much more I than did. that with the built motors. They're really not. Well, they're making about 800 the way they are now. Now, but they're probably a lot smaller capacity, so they need a lot more money to make the engines much higher horsepower. So you take a bigger capacity engine, and you just basically don't have to do a heck of a lot to make it, to make it about well, the same. I, Are they giving them more I, power I or less power? They're giving them about the same, honestly. As a built engine. Not interested. Thank you. I bet. I bet the crate motors make more bottom end torque too. They will probably. Um, but they also want to. Not interested. Well, because the car counts are going down pretty steadily, and people are leaving because of cost, and they also want to implement uh, a, a. I'm just gonna say a wing rule that gets rid of the three tiered wings that they have now because they're super expensive and they simplify the roof wings. And they said that all told it's going to cut nearly $20,000 in season costs to the teams looking to compete with them. So it's not bad over, over running costs over a year. It's going to cost less or it's going to save them 20 grand. They're saying, yeah, but I think just in running costs, whatever, we don't really have to get into it, but I mean, uh, Super Modified is probably the most exotic race car that you're ever going to find anywhere on planet Earth. I don't care. As far as a short track car is concerned. Mm-hmm. Other than that, it's like a Formula One car. Right. The only okay. It's all the same is, chassis. Okay. So the more if, expensive they get, this is the true. less people are going to be able to afford it. Right. So instead of generating interest and generating, trying to generate sponsors and trying to up the purse and trying to make it viable, blah, 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 blah. So I don't know. It just seems like they're just trying to make tech easier and well, all kinds well, of Well, here's the garbage. thing is they're not, this isn't Isma doing it. It's a new series. They're doing it to try to gain more cars back into super modified racing. So the so Isma is having a whole other division. No, it's not Isma. It's not Isma. So there's going to be a whole extra division. They as, said they're not competing. A, a, they a said pull. they're not running the same dates. I mean, there's already there's 113 different tour mods. So right, there's already the Oswego Super Modifieds. There's also Super Modifieds out in 
you know, Texas and New Mexico and blah, blah, blah. Well, that's another thing is that they but, also want to try to localize it to the Northeast more instead of having guys go to like Ohio and down South and out so West. So they are competing against ISMA. No, they're staying local. ISMA doesn't stay that local. They go to Ohio. They go to other places. So like they want to try to localize it more to cut travel costs as well. Well, good luck to them. I, I do kind of like their small blocks uh division the the 350s that's kind of very cool. interesting yeah but i was like oh i should i want to kind of get that but it's like oh wait a minute here's the rule to, to, to cut costs here's a rule to cut costs uh let's see the the value of the shocks are limited to twenty five hundred dollars per wheel <laughs> <laughs> that's not great <laughs> Like I said, how these, bourgeois is that? I could that? buy an entire car for the cost of that. How bourgeois is that? Well, here's the thing: you got to think about it. Crate motors are your problem, but twenty five hundred dollars shocks per wheel. Well, they can't they can't reinvent the wheel overnight. Here, <laughs> they're going smoke. after the biggest costs. <laughs> <laughs> Not hundred fifty dollar KYBs or whatever. You know, twenty five hundred dollars shocks. Read the rule book; it's in there. <laughs> so whatever good luck to them you know i know rome wasn't built in a day and blah 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 and eat your wheaties and i don't i don't really care whatever well here's the thing Ugh. you can allow it to just keep getting more and more expensive or you can create something more affordable and it won't go away or you can just let it get more expensive and it'll <laughs> just go away would you be happier with it just going away I, I I like the free market. That's what I, I like the free market and no government intervention. So okay? when it goes away, the free market helped it. The free market will help it. It'll come back in a different form. Okay. <laughs> it never has before. Yes, it has. <laughs> they, it, it does in the form of late models, and street stocks. Hi, bud. Yeah. Well, they made uh, they made no, S. Sorry. They made. I have to need it for my months. Stafford got a lot of flack for creating the SK division when tour type modifieds were all the rage, and now look at them. Yeah, so now they're yeah. They made it more affordable, and people scoffed at that too. And now look at them. Yeah, now there's SK lights. Now they're SK everything. <laughs> SKs everywhere. Right. So we'll see what that brings. I'm interested because again, cut costs to racing. Maybe racing won't die because of itself. Well, everybody yeah. should run street stocks. That's the there you go. Until street stocks go the same direction. Cut, print, the end. And then we're going to go into Super X. Keep in mind, everybody, that street stocks, when we got into them, you could buy a race-ready car for four to five grand. Now they're twelve five. So, moving on. This is Phil's fault because... <laughs> and the engine <laughs> cost less. Why is it my fault? Because that's, because that's how much you got for your car. And then everyone said, oh, I can get 12000 for my car. Well, when you put a floater 9-inch in it and you have every <laughs> single part that's not stock anymore, it's going to up the cost. No, but seriously, kudos to Phil for getting you know big dollar for his At least uh, he got some. Because it's worth it. Worth it was it, a good though, car. I think. It was a good car. What? Still is a good no, car now that we found uh, some hackery in it. Stop. Right? <laughs> you haven't played my computer in the last two times. Anyway, while Jesse is talking off camera, I'm going to go mention the go fact that um, I will say the smart, you know, down south, the smart modified tour kind of took over for the lack of NASCAR Whalen modified tour south. What did they call it? Southern modified tour? So the smart. Yeah, the Whalen Southern modified tour or something like that. Yeah, the smart modified tour took over for that. But. 
um, down south, every they just signed a deal with Flow Racing, and every smart modified tour race in 2022 is going to be on Flow. So that just upped the value of your Flow membership by a lot if you're an asphalt fan. Absolutely. Figured that's a I'd, good tour to watch, too. Yeah, I figured I'd bring that up because that's kind of interesting. Um, speaking of Flow Racing, remember last week or whatever we talked about Stafford and NASCAR going and kind of butting heads against their spring sizzler thing and saying, oh, yeah, we know that you know they're going up against Langley and Langley's on a Saturday and Stafford's kind of on a Sunday. Well, guess what? Stafford announced their purse format and their schedule format for the spring sizzler. Uh, and Saturday will feature two 40-lap qualifying events, and they're going to pay out $3,500 to the winner of the heat race. It's going to be 40 laps apiece, like I said. That's a lot of money for a heat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then Sunday's 100-lap feature will get this, be a $15,000 winner's payout. That equals about $130,000 plus in purse. So the winner could technically win $18,500. If you win your heat and the feature, you could win almost 20 grand. They're going to also going to have lap money, they said. Plus lap money. Really? Now, remember we said that we figured that NASCAR was being kind of vindictive and doing this on purpose. I kind of get that feeling because I know that Lisa Arut came out and said that uh, same basic thing without saying it in such wording Which that is probably I said. why they held the information to uh, disclose the amount of the purse before, you know, until, until after. after NASCAR. <laughs> uh, this is this is 3D chess, people. Yep. Yeah. Well, NASCAR is going to have to step it up because we know how much they're probably going to pay for the the Langley race and how much the tow cost is going to be. That much. It is not. We all no. know it. We all know it's going to be between four to $5,000, which is what it is for a standard modified tour event and this is probably not going to be that special i'll be honest with you it's going to be the opening nascar tour modified race of the year that's all they've got it's not a special no, event. it's the second it's not second oh, it's, race of the year oh what's the opening one new smyrna open oh, yeah yeah new smyrna is the opening that's actually race. a points yep. race yeah oh yep. okay i didn't know if that was a points race or not yeah anyway i didn't know they were going to make them tr- <laughs> haul ass down to florida for a points race which yeah, that a, might be the only chance I have to run uh, New Smyrna this year. If your neck is working. Oh, it'll be fine then. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Uh, anyway. <laughs> but yeah, I, again, listening to what Lisa Root said, and I know that it was quoted in uh, Race Day CT, uh, I'm still on the fence, or not, I'm still on the wagon of NASCAR did this to be vindictive, and I know it. Oh, yeah. I know it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And we predicted, we said, look, they're gonna have to come out guns blazing against NASCAR with a purse and a you know payouts and stuff, and they did. Of course, they did it way before we mentioned it. Uh, obviously, because we're not that intelligent and we're not that uh, <laughs> we're not that uh, forethought, forethinking. Well, we're not. You know, we're, we're not, not that, psychic. No, we're not that powerful either. We're not saying you know, anyway. I'll move on. But um, we just kind of figured that yeah. That's what they're going to have to do, and they already knew that they had to do that. So that was already planned in action, and they did it. And now <laughs> everybody's going to have to make a pretty big choice here. You chase big money at a local track, or do you go jerk off NASCAR and at a track you don't want to tow to? I think you're going to see the majority of that field be Bowman Gray and Smart Tour guys. 
like I said, NASCAR has no loyalty to the racers. They have a loyalty to their schedule, and they'll get cars. Yeah, they'll get cars. It may not be, be it may not be the cars that you wanted to see, but it'll be the cars that show up, and they'll get a full field because there's a lot of Southern modifieds. Why do you? Th- it's their. It's basically their um, anti-loss theory, or whatever you want to call it. Is you know they they can't lose. They're going to go down in a place where there are modifieds and there are people willing to try to qualify for this. They'll advertise to those people, and if the northern guys don't show up because they're not paying them junk to go down there because they're going to go to Stafford and get paid. I mean, look at this freaking purse. It's thirty five hundred bucks. That's almost a full NASCAR modified tour race purse for a heat race. See, I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if there was any Southern boys that came up north to, to race to Stafford. Hey, Burt Myers, we're talking to you, pal. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you have no loyalty to NASCAR. You'll run the smart modifieds, but he, he's not running NASCAR. Wouldn't be surprised. I'd, I'd love to see that whole Bowman Gray group come up here. Bring it. There's a lot of money on the line. There's some really fun drivers down there. Yeah. I mean, Bobby Labonte's down there farting around with a smart modified tour. Yeah. You know, they got a lot of good guys. I wonder if George, is George Brunhosel running that tour at all or? Um, no, I th- I don't know if he's running that tour, but I know he's been running uh, Bowman. A modified down there. Oh, okay. I think he's been running at Bowman. Yeah, I mean you got you got all sorts of names coming out for it. I mean, so you'll see. I, I'm very like rubbing my hands together on this. I can't wait to see. Yeah, who I shows can't wait up. to see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Cannot wait. Yeah, but so far I I I see the if you take it score right now I see a roots to nothing <laughs> to NASCAR. NASCAR just keeps taking swings uh, I, at them, and they're just like, "Yeah, I'm sorry, keep trying, but, uh, keep yeah. trying, pal." Yeah, I think- Stafford is the only track in the country that can get away with it, too. Well, yeah, probably, but you know, most, most other tracks just get hung out to dry by people. Well, here's the thing: is um, they are big enough to stand on their own two feet, and yep. somebody out there, someone needs to put NASCAR in their place on a large stage. Yep. They need to understand, NASCAR needs to understand, they are not the gods of short track racing. They are not the go-to for short track racing. You're probably going to see a They don't even give a damn about short track racing. It's all to save face. No, they say they care, but they don't. Yeah, You may see a power vacuum coming uh, in the next five years or so where uh, somebody's going to organize these tracks. Maybe it's from the Aroos, maybe not. But uh, to go head to head of NASCAR back in like back in the days of uh, like United used to do or AAA racing mm. or or uh, USAC, right? You might see that someday if NASCAR doesn't play it P's and Q's right. NASCAR um, has their monopoly you know, on uh, you know the big something. Stuff, ain't but... God willing, honestly, like I say, I like the open market. I like to see competition for this. I don't like seeing someone acting omnipotent when it comes to racing in general. And this, like, here's a good example of why of like NASCAR thinking they have omnipotence and all powerful being over over all racing. If you got fined by NASCAR, what's the penalty for? Actions detrimental to short track racing. To sport of auto or the racing. sport of auto racing. There, you, I think Jesse got the short track racing one. Um, but actions de- detrimental to stock car racing. Yeah. No, it is not actions detrimental to stock car racing. It is actions detrimental to NASCAR's bottom line. That's what the penalty is. We mentioned that phrase over uh, 
in one of our earlier podcasts. I believe we did. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like most hated phrases or something like that. Yeah, well, it's it's their general rule. Uh, you can do any if you if you farted on on uh, NASCAR executives' dinner or something. That's actions detrimental to the sport of auto racing. Yeah, and here's the thing: is they don't they are not the sanctioning body of all racing. They are not omnipotent. Like I said, they're NASCAR. That's why they should they they make you believe that they are by wording things this way. They want you to think that they are all knowing, all seeing eye when it comes to short track or any kind of racing, auto racing, stock car racing, anything in general. That's why they word a penalty that way because that tells everybody that it's their business. That's why. So, stop listening to NASCAR. Seriously. The only thing they have the gamut over is big league stock car racing in this country. That's it. That's it. (laughs) I see what Jesse's typing over there. Anyway. um, (laughs) Sorry. I just like, I just, I have to crap on NASCAR because it's, again, they just piss me off sometimes. That's all. That's all. Well, yeah, and God bless them for doing that because it gives us something to complain about. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry. We have plenty to complain about when it comes to NASCAR. So, all right. uh, Speaking of NASCAR, rumors abound about Dodge possibly rejoining NASCAR soon, and nobody's denying it. Nobody. Nobody's denying it. Well, they're already in the Pinty's series. They never left the Pinty series, I don't think. They've been there. Well, Dodge is... Uh, uh, those Dodge Challengers and Chargers are made in Canada. So, well, there's your explanation. That that, that would be that would make a totally way too much sense mm-hmm. that they would have a Canadian stock car racing. So, who yeah. do you who do you think is the most likely candidate in the Cup Series? Stuart Haas. That's what I think, especially with yeah with their NHRA sponsorship with their NHRA deal coming together. Well, not even that. They're mm-hmm. they're like the redheaded stepchild of the Ford camp. Yeah, right now they are. As if yeah. Ford as if Ford's really lighting the world on fire this year. Yeah, right. They're number well, two. I mean, They're the number two Ford camp. They, I wouldn't even say number two. I'd still put Roush in front of them, even though Roush is in No. 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 I don't think so. <laughs> no. I think I I think Jack's connection to Ford is a little stronger than uh, anything that Jack's connection had. to anybody is weak because he's not a people person. No, he is a narcissist. And well, he knocked just his not a public one. Brain out of his skull three times crashing yeah. an airplane. This is true. That's true. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you wait. He'll burn Keselowski, and Keselowski's not going to stay along there with Jack Roush. It's not going to. It's not going to be good. Yeah, it looked great on paper, but I don't think Brad's no. going to really take his shit. Like Jack can deal out a lot of shit. Even Mark Martin, who was one of the nicest people in NASCAR, couldn't take Jack's shit forever. And he was he was the number one. Yeah, and he, he was his number one driver. He could not he stand him. He got all the perks. Yeah, he got everything from Roush. Couldn't stand him. Who's so. the Who's the team that uh, Stuart Haas has an alliance with now? Oh. Is it one of the backmarker teams? It is. Yeah, I can't remember was who it was. Was it Rick Ware? No, that's Petty. It might be Rick Ware. Is no. he, I thought he was switching over. No. No? No, it's not Rick Ware. Hmm. Rick Ware has a charter with Petty and um, alliance with Richard Childress. Oops, I just googled yeah, the wrong so, thing here. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Don't share your screen. It's, no, it says no. It says Bob Pockers tweeted on October tenth, two thousand twenty-one. 
Rickware Racing announces an alliance with SHR for next season. We'll have Roush Yates engines. Ah, okay. Well, that's this year, next year then. Yeah, it's next year. Okay, yeah, because currently they're with. Currently they're not. Yeah, currently so, with their. Well, the first thing I I I googled SHR Alliance and it came up with Stone Heritage Research Alliance and I'm like, who the hell are you? <laughs> so right there, I think those are going to be your first two to convert over to a Dodge, probably for 2024. I would say. Yeah, it's definitely not going to be next year, and it, it might not even be 2023. Who the hell knows? Yeah, it I don't very think well so. could. It very well could be because they don't have to develop a chassis. All they have to develop is a body. So, I mean, it, body it wouldn't take an engine. maybe an engine. Not even a body. They're all, they're all third market. They're all third party now with the new Gen Six car. Well, the Gen well, Six I, car, the manufacturer developed the body, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. I also say twenty twenty four because that's when electrification is supposed to come into the sport. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> like so that's exciting. N- oh, we're trying to save money here. Put these batteries and and hybrid systems in your race car. Oh, okay. <laughs> I hope that all I, it is is some kind of electronic duct that opens up underneath the car. Or some dumb I shit. can't wait until somebody has just a horrific accident and all the cells in the battery start just daisy chaining off each other and they can't put the fire out. Because you know that would happen in NASCAR. Oh, absolutely. Because guess what, people? When an electric car crashes, and if you crash it bad enough and it damages the cells in the battery, you can't put the fire out for like a week. I'm not even kidding. That's that shit happens. I'm not joking. Um, no thanks. Yeah, I don't want to do that. I'd I'd rather deal with a fuel cell than deal with batteries that don't stop burning. Like I was gonna make a, a Hiroshima reference, but I don't think I should do that. Um, How about Chernobyl? Chernobyl, that's a good one. There you go. Except it won't Hold be on. nuclear, but yeah, it's uh, we won't go that way. Hey, there it is. It damn near killed Europe. I mean, if that guy into the water destroyed su- Europe, yeah. if that guy into the water supply, you would see Europe be done. <laughs> yeah, don't look up Fukushima at all. <laughs> you ever see what that uh, shit's doing to the water? <laughs> oh my god. Oh, uh, okay. So anyway, I was gonna move it on because I have another discussion topic about viewership statistics uh, and my theories on the racing that's going to be happening for the clash at the LA Coliseum next year. Adam Stern, who is a, uh, I forgot the word, (laughs) NASCAR journalist. I forget who he works for. Sorry, Adam. Um, He put out this picture of NBC's viewership averages for their NASCAR season in 2021. They put out the top 10 ratings markets. Um, and obviously NASCAR claims that they want to run at the LA Coliseum for the clash because they claim the area is one of their top markets for television or whatever they're claiming. But according to these NBC statistics, I mean, yeah, it is just NBC, but you got to kind of figure that Fox and NBC are going to share pretty much the same thing. Yeah, well, they created, you know, probably they similar. created the points in the chase situation that they have now. So, right. Um, but I'm looking at these ratings and uh, their top markets in 2021, and uh, yeah, L.A. and that California area is not even in the top ten. You you know what is in the top ten? Hartford. The, well, besides <laughs> that, let's oh. let's put a track in Hartford. Hartford, New Haven was tied for fourth with Charlotte. If you ha- if you put a track in Hartford and you guys crash going into turn three, someone's gonna get shot. 
Especially if they put it in the north end. Good God. Yeah. Stay away from the train tracks. Um, so by this measure, it's obvious to me that it's not, just not true. And NASCAR is simply just trying to break into markets that, let's be honest, have never been able to break into and likely never will. Uh, it just sounds like Brian France hopeless expansionism has never really left the company. Uh, NASCAR really needs to just retreat back to their root areas and rebuild because they gained popularity being at home and they lost it after expanding. Uh, so anyway, I'll go through these. It's like the NHL trying to branch off into Arizona. There's yeah, no I want to know what the top Arizona. 10 is. Okay, top 10. I'll go through it. Do you want the rating or do you just want the, the area? Just the area. Just the area. I, I mean, I've already seen it, but everybody else would probably want to. All right. So it doesn't really matter what the rating is, but we'll just go through the area. Number one area, Knoxville. Uh, probably Tennessee. Iowa or Tennessee? I'd say Tennessee. Probably. Okay. Uh, number two, Greenville, Spartanburg. I'm going to say South Carolina. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, three, Greensboro, High Point. Probably North, North Carolina. Carolina. Charlotte and Hartford, New Haven were tied with fourth. So hold on one second. Those within that top five, what track is near that area? That Greenville, Spartanburg, and on? Greensboro High Point. I would say Rockingham, Wil- Wilkesboro, Wilkesboro, Rockingham. They're both near it. Come on, yeah. <laughs> the top three in freaking viewership. Hartford, New Haven. That surprised the hell out of me because nowhere else in New England hit the top ten. Like sixth, we got Richmond and Louisville tied. Uh, seventh is Birmingham. Well, Eighth is Nashville. New Ninth. Haven, Hartford. It's a very general area. It's a small area, though. So Connecticut's y- not that big. You got to figure that it's really probably more towards the Hartford, Providence area. Yeah, but Providence ain't on here. And no, not gonna, but no one cares about Rhode Island. Uh, it's probably a lot of racers. You know, we're talking, especially a lot of the racers that say, "Oh, I don't watch NASCAR anymore." Right? There's a lot of people here that watch. You know, uh, we got the top. A lot of racetracks. I'll finish out the top ten with ninth was Dayton, uh, tenth was Raleigh Durham. So I mean, look at how much look at how much South is in here. We got yeah. Tennessee, North and South Carolina, North Carolina, Connecticut, shocker, uh, Virginia, Kentucky. Alabama, Tennessee, Dayton. Oh, is that Ohio? Yep. Okay, I'll just say it's Ohio. Uh, And then Raleigh-Durham, North Carolina. Ohio. Ohio? Is that what they say? Are those... Wait, was there anything west of the Mississippi in there? No. Unless Hmm. Ohio is west of it, but I don't remember. No, No. it's not. It's kind of... I lose track of the Mississippi (laughs) once it starts getting past the Mason-Dixon, so I have no idea. There's nothing. <laughs> Mason Dixon is north south. <laughs> I thought it was nothing Mississippi. west of the Mississippi. Hey, Bugs, oh, Bugs, Bugs Bunny told me the Mason Dixon was horizontal like this. Yeah, yeah I know, but yeah. That's how you're t- Don't lie to me, Bugs Bunny. Yeah, that's true. Well, I thought you were talking about Mississippi. No, Mississippi's straight up and down. Right. Mason Dixon, I just lose track of everything north of that from there. Anyway, moving on, Phil, what were you saying? <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I don't even know what I was saying now. Cut you off completely. <laughs> Just complete shaft. All right. Um, sorry, sorry, sorry. My bad. I'm used to it. <laughs> Story of my life. <laughs> All right. Um, no, I just don't know why they it? don't focus on tracks over here. I mean, like, this is obviously where their main demographic is. It's not focus about retaining a market. It's about it, expansion, not retaining. I just. It's fine. Like, leave California, stupid. leave Auto Club the way it is. It's a great track. 
They sold people, three quarters of it for Amazon yeah, I know, warehouse. But I'm, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> go there. Maybe figure out a way to go to Irwindale or Kern County or something. Do a couple tra- races in California like that. But to go to the Coliseum is just, <laughs> I mean, it's going to be cool because. California doesn't, doesn't want you there. California hates us. Yeah. The car culture has been far. All everybody it's that was involved in the car culture took off of California because California freaking sucks. Five dollars a gallon for gas. Your markets, but give me a break. They keep no NASCAR has been trying to expand these markets for over twenty freaking years, and they California haven't done it. Has out has uh, made theft legal. They literally have. So it, it, basically, somebody's just going to come up and grab T-shirts and whatever, and not pay for them. And just not be prosecuted because it's under a thousand dollars. So, so no. Well, they're not going to have any t-shirt tr- t-shirt trucks there because it's uh so fifteen thousand dollars to park it there. Yeah, right. Yeah, why bother going there? You're like, just going to get robbed. NASCAR wants so badly to leave their like redneck undertones behind, but it's like and be dude, Hollywood. Yeah, they Hollywood. they want to be. They want to be Hollywood. They, they want to be politically correct. Yeah, they want to be part of it, and it's like why. It it to never for the g- sponsors. The sponsors are all politically correct. Yeah, they but have to appeal to the sponsors, and it's gaining them nothing. That's right. Again, What's they've done. Why nothing. don't we have the Jack Daniels Cup Series? Because <laughs> everybody's an we? asshole on Jack. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. That's oh. fair. Anyway, um, yeah. Again, NASCAR expansionism hasn't worked yet. You see all these tracks closing down because nobody freaking goes. Nobody goes to Chicago. Sorry, no one goes there. No one goes to California. They, they don't can't care. Nobody wants can... to go to Chicago because they don't want to get shot. They're going to get murdered. That's yeah. Amazon needs that place more. Um, Good murder Amazon. Yeah, shoot them. <laughs> shoot them all in the face. Okay. Yeah, running out of all notes right. here. So anyway, um, we got news. Why that tri track? is returning to not only Stafford for the fall final, they'll be back at Waterford next year as well in 2022. So that's good news for both tracks. I also heard, and that's interesting for us, that there will be a uh, open street stock race at Stafford for the fall final. And I'm That'll interested. Cool. I'm interested. Okay. I want to see the rules. Let's do it. Yeah, what's the tire rule? I'm kind of that's kind of what I'm hinging on right now. And um, engine rule. Yeah, tire and engine rule. I'm kind of hinged on that right now. Anyway, so I think we're as we get closer to the end. Obviously, as the last show of the season, we're going to have our award show at the end of our notes. But if I had to give an award for worst coverage, I'd give it out to whoever covered the NASCAR tour type. Well, not NASCAR, the tour type modified race at Riverhead, which was the fifth annual Islip 300. Because uh, I saw absolutely nothing about it until it was over, and all I saw was who won. It wasn't on Speed 51? It, it literally no. took me two hours to find something on who won that race. I mean, my race news was down there kind of giving a couple updates here and there, and they were the only people I saw doing it. They have, I believe they have their own streaming service. Yeah, I believe it's RiverheadRaceway.com or something like that. I think that's a bad move. Why is that? I think you're pigeonholing yourself. You're not getting yourself coverage that you're going to get normally with like a flow racing or a speed 51 yeah if they went with a flow they're probably part contract of, or something that would be great I, I get why they're doing it well of course financially it probably makes the most sense but i mean, I even, mean if 
even Stafford went to flow. I mean, it worked out. Yeah. I mean, they're sticking with him. They're going to be with him next year too. So, yeah. which is great for me because I can't watch any other way. Right. Uh, I go to freaking flow racing so I can catch everything. I think they're probably part of the speed speedsport.tv which is our third option which yeah which is what uh stafford was part of when they first initially started right and like a lot of dirt tracks like especially in the upper uh new york area like uh lebanon valley and uh oh they're on that rome i believe yeah they're on speedsport.tv cool uh winchester speedway Salem Speedways on Speedsport.tv. Those are badass tracks. Those are too. really cool tracks, but they're all really? on that network. I really don't know what their pricing is. You'd have to probably just subscribe to the Speedway as a, as opposed to a, a general uh, membership fee mm. like a Flow or sometimes a Speed51.tv. Yeah, but yeah, they're, I believe they're on that. Yeah. All right. So again, it's it's a little lesser known and it's a little. Flow racing, I got to be honest with you. If you're not on the train, you got to get on because that thing is taking off. Right. Yeah. Oh, and their coverage is great. Their servers are awesome. Uh, I mean, just <laughs> get on board, dude. Because I think it's in the next 10 off. years, you're probably going to see most tracks across the country move to some kind of streaming service mm-hmm. if they plan to survive. It's the wave of the future. Watch mm-hmm. your local track from your seat, this, at, yeah. from your couch. It's a wonderful thing because. I mean, I work Friday and I work Saturday, so it's incredibly difficult for me, especially from where I work, it's to almost, make it to Stafford. Yeah, it sucks. Well, and for me, like this weekend, I was down at four seventeen Speedway down in Punta Gorda, five hours north of me. Patrick was running his brand new dirt car in the ten thousand win Harvest one hundred at Alltech. Mm. I was sitting there watching it on Flow Racing. Right. I could watch every minute of him getting fucked without lube. <laughs> Ouch. Two. <laughs> So I guess he didn't do very well, That's even gay. though he had speed. Running running third with 25 laps to go, fastest car on the track. Guy tries to go to the outside when he got bottled up behind a slower car in front of him. Bounced off of Patrick's right rear, hit the wall and spun, and they called it on Patrick. Have you had sex with other people beside uh, your boyfriend? And then <laughs> after the race, they came up to him and said, hey, we'd like to talk to you. We made a bad call. Well, at least he owned it. Owning it doesn't I, give him I would a rather, freaking spot I would spot rather back. not know. Yeah, right. I would rather not know, especially when there's $10,000. He had three tenths on the field all weekend. I mean, I get it, but that's yeah not helping. Still not acceptable. But. So yeah. uh, back to the topic at hand. J.B. Fortin won that race, which was kind of a shocker. He is a homer. That is his home track. And when he races on the NASCAR Modified Tour and dabbles with them, he's kind of a, I'd say, mid-pack guy. Uh, but at Riverhead, he's a homer. And, I am uh, evil homer. Yeah. I am evil homer. He, I don't have it queued up. So 300 laps. I guess Ryan Priest was leading. Jimmy Blewett was leading late. I mean, I have no idea what happened. <laughs> so Sorry. We're an hour in, dude. We need to get to the oh, Okay, we got to start wrapping it up because we have to get to our awards yeah, ceremony. Enough of us bulk, you know, just spewing so verbal diarrhea. See, this is why we take the off-season off now <laughs> instead of doing weekly shows because... Look at how little we had to talk about. <laughs> let's yeah. be mad at NASCAR. Yeah, and we still made an hour out of yeah, it. Yeah, so I know. We, st- we made an hour out of chicken crap. Right. So, do you have music for our awards banquet opener? Here we go. I hope you previewed this, but there we go. All right. So, 
the second annual iteration of the Making Laps Podcast Awards for 2021. We've got, I think, 10, 11, I have no idea how many categories, but we have all sorts of awards to give out. We even have trophies that we're not going to give away because we're going to save them for next year. And <laughs> yes, they cost us a lot of money. So, <laughs> all right. I'm going to do driver of the year last. That's our big award. We're going to save that one. That's right. So why don't the we go The most coveted through? award in all of motorsports. All right. I'm going to turn a lot of these over to Jesse because we've got a lot of awards to give out. And we're going to start off with Drama Magnet of We're going to start year. off with the start big one. Start right off with the big one. Okay. So, anywho... There was a lot of drama. It's racing. It's supposed to be short track racing. We love some drama. If Everybody there's no does. drama, what is our point here? We have we our, have nothing to talk about. Let's put that right up against the camera there. Show them that. Yeah, let me find uh let me find my <laughs> let me monitor. Let me see my monitor here. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> there is our trophy. Is our trophy. It's <laughs> even engraved. It says Making Laps Podcast Drama Magnet it is a bowl of popcorn for those not watching. Yes, indeed. All right. So Again, if you this award, I'll just give the pref, uh, the preface for this is for creating the most drama through stupidity, ignorance, or sheer fuckery, and uh, then blasting it off on social media. Yeah, I mean so. that, that's the thing is, is that there's controversy, and then you have to be able to you know engage other people with it. Correct. So there can only re- you you got any nominees for this? I one? have nominees. First okay, of good. all, we have. Uh, Kevin Harvick versus Chase Elliott. Obvious all choice. The, yeah, that was epic with their, he got him, he got him back with the Roval. He crashed himself. <laughs> we have Denny Hamlin versus uh, Everyone. the Hack. Yeah. Alex Bowman. And who won also, four races. Who won four races in, you know, in part of, in part of uh, Rick Hendrick Motorsports is, Great T-shirt wars of 2021. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they had two players in the game. Exactly. That's that's how they roll. They make T-shirts and and send them out, and they're no longer even viable. Not that's anymore. It. Right. They have less shelf life than a bumper sticker. Correct. Plus a political bumper sticker at that. Yes. We have Noah Gregson versus uh, David Starr versus Daniel Hemrick and versus Sam Mayer. Versus practically the whole Xfinity field. Most of the time, yes. That was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's pure popcorn material. Yes, hence the trophy. We have Glenn Reen with making the t-shirt and then following through on it. Wasn't his t-shirt. That was a wrestling t-shirt. But he did wear it to he a racetrack. It. it doesn't matter because he got the t-shirt and he followed through with it. And it just was poor optics all around. Yeah, but the winner by a country mile... Goes to let's have the drum roll, please. Well, we're, we're this is going to be a long drum time. roll. Okay, there it's done. Now you got to show everybody. So, the, it goes to a driver and a family that not only did wrong, whether it be tech, whether then it be on the with, racetrack, with, yeah, with tech doubling down, saying uh-uh with the gauge and everything to criticizing the winner of the championship who had no fault in it whatsoever and doubling down on that as well, involving the Twitter sphere and the Facebook sphere. And then finally, (laughs) and then finally (laughs) 
moving up, finally putting somebody up into the wall, getting spun out, and then wrecking that guy on purpose, not realizing what he, why he would get spun out. Why would I get spun out for putting somebody up in the wall? Why would I do that? Why would I do that? And then doubling down and hundreds and thousands of tweets, of Facebook posts. <laughs> constant, constant, constant. And even tri- and even amongst the whole family, just tribal didn't do nothing. Tribal. Constant defense of idiocy. Tribal idiocy didn't do nothing. The war goes to Christian Herman. There you go. Here's a trophy you can keep. Thanks for taking my line. Appreciate I just it. I had to enjoy that, yeah. You cannot keep that trophy. <laughs> yeah, this is another trophy you can't keep. Because we're going to keep it. Because this some bitch is expensive. All right, peel that name off because we need it for next year. Yeah, get this turd <laughs> off my trophy. Get this garbage off here. All right. All right, so while he peels that off and keeps our trophy because Pristine. we're... Yeah, so we're not giving that trophy away because he's already got a trophy that's not his. Um, we're going to move on to the Caitlin Larson Award for Racing Wife of Put the Year. Put this up on the shelf somewhere. On the shelf. Thank you. You got it. I have no room on my shelf. There you go. Bobby can hold. Uncle Bobby can hold that one. All right, so the Caitlin Larson Award for Racing Wife of the Year. Now, it would be very, very difficult of me to come up with nominees and single people out because, let's be honest... All racing wives are champions to husband racers. Yes, I understand there are racing husbands, there are racing partners. I'm playing to the majority here, so you're just going to have to bear with me. Um, But only one person really stands out, and that person has been around the block in racing for a long time, as well as her husband. And if there's somebody at the fence booing him, she will run down to the fence, absolute ride or die, and cheer right next to him. She's always on her feet cheering, come, you know, what may. In any situation whatsoever, complete ride or die, uh, got to give it to Cassie Rocco. There's no question about it this year. But we all appreciate every single one of our racing wives because of all the crap that they have to put up with us, uh, constantly spending our money and uh, in a very poor fashion, let's be fair. Uh, so thank you to all of them, but you stood out amongst all the rest. So that's the first winner of the Caitlin Larson Award for Racing Wife of the Year. I all just right. want to see her shotgun a beer in victory lane next time Keith wins. She could do it, too. We all know it. Oh, she absolutely could, I bet. Oh, yeah. Uh, anyway, Jess, do you have one? All right, next one. Uh, let's see. What's, uh, let's do worst nickname. Worst nickname. All right, I am handing that off to you because I don't have a list of nominees. All right. <laughs> worst nickname, list of nominees. See, here's the, I'll just cut you off for a second. I was going to say, wait a minute, worst nickname? Uh, I was going to say, wait, Magnum Michael Bennett? But then I'm like, no, it's actually a good nickname. That's pretty good. And I was going to say, I don't want to go there because I don't know his personal information like that, so I'm just going to leave that one alone. And uh, I get it, but um, let's not turn this gross. So, all right, moving on. You go ahead. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we have uh, worst nickname. Starting right off, Big Daddy Chris Windham. No, you don't, you don't do that. Nickname's taken. Nickname <laughs> Tyken. This says Tyken. There's only one Big Daddy. Tyken. There's one Big Daddy. And he's a dang legend. He lives right down by Phil. Yep. He's That's like his neighbor. 
No, I not could probably throw a baseball and hit his shop. Yeah. Okay. You <laughs> yeah. might if you wanted. To, you might as well be a boxer and naming yourself Kid Dynamite. You don't or do iron. that. Yeah. Okay. Or Iron. Yeah. No. Or no. Sugar Ray. Or yeah, another Sugar Ray. There's like three <laughs> yeah, of them. But five. No. Yeah. No. No. Don't, don't do, do that. Stop. Macho Man Brady Bacon. He's not macho or much of a sounding man, okay? I still like it. You don't have enough testosterone, okay? You're not big, giant, steroided up, tan, and juicy as all blank, okay? To be (laughs) the macho man. You can't beat the macho man, okay? You you sound (laughs) like you inhale helium, man. He is kind of a tiny no. sounding man, yeah. No, he should be the. Is bacon. it a facetious nickname? He should, should be, be the Baconator. He should be the Baconator. <laughs> His name is Bacon. Stupid. Okay. There's a nickname you can steal, although you probably get copyrighted. Get Wendy's, yeah, get Wendy's sponsorship. Anyway, these okay. are all taken nicknames. People, come on. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you have a next one. Yes, we have a, a name that fi- that you know uh, strikes fear into the heart of all the other racers, and it's. Sunshine Tyler Courtney. Notice these are all dirt track <laughs> racers. All dirt track racers. Why are the dirt track racers? So what the st- hell kind of name is that? Sunsh- that is- yeah, I've heard that one before. I'm like Sunshine. Sunshine. He's a really good driver. He really is, is too. Sunshine. Who the hell Why? gave him that nickname? That was like something my father or my mom called me when I was like six. Come in for yeah. dinner, Sunshine. Yeah, it works if you're like three, not. When you're yeah. like 23, or a pet name for your like yeah. high school girlfriend or something. Yeah, no, no. Maybe no. if your high school girlfriend's <laughs> name is Billy. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, oh god. Uh, 2021, the local one here. We got 2021 Star Speedway Six Shooter Champion Joey Squirt Gun Frazier. Squirt Gun. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> don't go. That's way worse than Magnum. Dude, I'd rather dude. have Magnum. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah, squirt gun. It's like a limp. <laughs> I'm sorry, but there's. I cut myself off. There. No, I mean Sid's going to become monetized if we go any further with this. <laughs> beep, he beep. can't. He can't. I mean, it works maybe if you're a six year old. Other than that, my man. I'm sorry, but maybe you should change your name to like the model 1903 Springfield or something. M60. Yeah, the M- Joey M60 model 1903 Springfield Remington 1911 Colt pistol Fraser. Uh, I was thinking of a good one. I just can't remember what it is. <laughs> the Judge. Yeah, there you go. Model the Taurus, 500 shotgun. The Taurus Judge. Yeah, the Beretta <laughs> 680 series. Joey I'm just Fraser. Beretta. Just, just, that's there you go. Joey Beretta Fraser. Perfect. Well, Beretta we've already come up something. with a better nickname for you, Joey. Well, Joey Mossberg Fraser. Joey Mossberg 500. I have one of those. There They're badass. Yes. Anyway. Okay. The last <laughs> but not least, it's a name that is based off of a frenetic spelling of a foreign language that we don't understand. What language is this? French. Oh crap. This is Frank the Three Junior. Not any fault of his. This is by, our fault. <laughs> by the Making Laps podcast as the dumbest nickname ever. Frank and the I Three. I apologize. Yep. Frank the Free. No. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Frank Latoile, is it the third? 
Junior. Junior, sorry. Frank, like, I keep getting confused because we say Frank the Three because we keep confusing Latoile with Latois. That's our bad. <laughs> That's our bad. I'm sorry, Frank. So do we win? We win that award for oh, worst nickname. Crap. Not him. We're going to now change that name to Frank Latowell. Frank Latowell? Yeah. That might anger some. I <laughs> nah, forget it. We'll we'll move. <laughs> we'll move on. Frank the towel. Frank the towel junior. <laughs> I like I like the three better. The towel mm. just sounds kind of gross. <laughs> it's like Frank the tube socked. We're not going there. No, it's like no. It's <laughs> not the love towel. <laughs> this guy could kick our ass behind the oh, wheel. Oh boy, <laughs> no. Poor Frankie. He could hand us our ass behind the wheel. I know. It's okay. But. We kid because we care. Hey, we like Frank I, a lot. You know, it's not our fault he's French. <laughs> it's not his fault either, damn it. <laughs> hey, what's wrong with being French? Quiet. I see a white flag in your future. All right, moving on. <laughs> okay, Jock. Black Jacques Jalock. <laughs> Phil Jock. Le Jock. Le Jock. Jacks. Le Jacques. Jockeys. Black Jock. Jack. What else do you want to call Can't screw me? up my name. Black Jock Jalock. Moving on. That's the only tunes. All right. I'm do you have okay. I'm going now next to uh I guarantee I left something off here, but I I tried to stay as local as possible. I got one national one on here. I got surprise of the year. All right, so again, tried to stay local. Uh I got Doug Curry winning the sportsman title as a rookie at Waterford. Uh let's see, Stafford leaving NASCAR and not having a tour date next year. Uh, number three, Chad Baxter's utter dominance at Seekonk winning the track title and the NASCAR Division Three title in the Sportsman Series. I didn't see that coming. And no. then the national one is Daniel Hemrick winning his first NASCAR race and the championship no. all at once. Surprise. I probably could have come up with better ones than that, but uh, that's, I, again, tried to stay as local as possible, but, again, there's national one. And we're all going to have to vote on this one because... <laughs> I didn't pick a winner. I didn't want to pick a winner because I thought they were all pretty good. I'm going Doug Curry. You yeah, going I got to say Doug. That was really surprising. That's a big surprise. It I'm was. Sorry. No one saw that coming. And, you know, they have Not had, even Doug. They have had Especially competition Especially after, I think, too, three so. races into the year, he was ready to throw in the towel. He was just tired of it. Yeah. He, he was like, I'm getting too many scratches in my car. And, <laughs> you know, there's... I don't know how to pound a dent out because many stocks don't contact each other. Yeah. Yeah. And then he wins. Totally five different races. mentality to race with those guys. Yeah, it's like it's like um, it's like ballet dancing and then trying to fight a lion. So yeah, <laughs> I, I gotta go with. Doug oh, Curry Sid's got me here. Surprise! Oh, I almost think it's more surprising that he won four straight races than he winning the championship. Well, yeah, but that's also included in that. I should have said. Yeah, I should have mentioned that. But he's also won like three championships in a row as well at two different tracks. So I guess that adds to the surprise as well, because he won Thompson Mini Stock Title, then Waterford Mini Stock Title, and then Waterford Street Stock Title at his rookie year, and won four straight in his rookie season. Okay, yeah, it's that's been, it's compounding towards Doug Moore. It's been so much fun to watch Doug develop as a racer too. I have to say that because I mean when I when I first moved up there in 2011, it was when is Doug going to win a race, and now it's. How many more championships is Doug gonna win? It's it's in the air. He's still young enough to do it, and still has a lot of help with behind him. Killer driver too. Yeah, he picked it up very fast. So, 
Um, all right. Jess, do you have another one? I'm just going to hand off to you. Just kind of try and go back and forth as much as we can. Oh, uh, let's see. Let me scroll through my notes. and <laughs> He's trying to get a sound queued up, and I kind of caught him at the wrong time. Sorry about that. Um, let's see. All right. Well, let me let me do a nice throwaway one anyway. So we'll do... Uh, well, we'll do most overused phrase. All right. Most overused phrase, we have clean air. Mm-hmm. We have playoff implications. Mm-hmm. We have trouble in turn blank exclamation mark. Is that from Dale Jr.? Like, it's got to be really high pitched. Any one of the, them. Okay, Dale any. Jr.'s trouble. A crash. Trouble. Oh, they're crashing. I can't thank blank enough for all this blank horsepower and the blank pit crew and Just, blah, blah, blah. I can't, can't thank, thank enough. blank enough. Yeah. Usually, you know what I've been hearing a lot lately is that they just say, I can't thank. Yeah. And then they forget the rest. I've heard it like, I keep watching streaming services and I see them say it all the time. And then this one. Maybe you should thank them. I I can't find a (laughs) meme on here. I don't have time to make a meme either, but this last one, this is it. Well, you got to turn that one up there, bub. There it is. Kind of cool. We'll get it. We'll get it louder at some point. But yeah, yeah that was kind of funny. Oh, there yeah. he is again! Holy crap! Yep, that's short track <laughs> racing. Everyone, yeah, uh, I can't stand. Oh, oh, it's like an excuse for any bad behavior. Oh, that's just old, good, good old fashioned short track racing. Oh, he raced him yep. like a douche. That's short track racing. Mm. No, that's not being an idiot. Yeah, that doesn't yep. bode well. No. All right, next award. Did you pick a winner on that one? Yeah, that's the last one. Yeah, oh, that's the, the one. winner was that short track racing? Yeah, that's the most overused phrase. All right, I have a throwaway award as well. And this is kind of for Phil and me. Jesse doesn't, well, <coughs> participate in social media. So I have the award for anonymous social media personality that we know the identity of and haven't spoiled it of the year. And that one goes to the Speed Bull Goose on Twitter. Phil and I have known who this person is for a long time, and since we enjoy fun, we haven't given it away. So you're welcome. And I think everybody else should do that, because why would you want to spoil fun? Just have fun. We know who you are. We know who you are. We've doxed you, but we're not giving it away because we like fun. So you've won our award for Anonymous Social Media Personality of the Year that we know the personality of but have not given... Whatever. Moving on. Whatever. I just wanted a goof freaking throwaway award. You know, that's just whatever. I'm having fun here. All right, Jess, what do you got? Uh, let's see. We got, uh, I got, I got, a, I don't really know how to phrase it, but it's like the best first time winner. Okay. Uh, of race, we have, um, we have number one candidate. So this one's a really hard one. Because, hmm. like, Nicholas Hovey won at Stafford, then he won his first race at Thompson. Then he won his first, first race at Waterford. <laughs> so that's like three first-time winners in one driver in one season. That's really, really good. No, I don't know how who's ever done that. That's a really difficult thing to do. Yeah. Then we have uh, Rich DeFlair Hammond. <laughs> Hammond. Yeah. No D. Hammond. Hammond. Yeah, Rich Hammond. <laughs> yep. Uh, let's see. We have David Arute. Oh, that's right. Yes. Really did. He's what come a, along really, a phenomenal really season, Absolutely. running up front now. Ever since he got hooked up with Todd, uh, Todd Owen, but you know the winner of it uh, again, you got to go to 
you got to give it to Daniel Hemrick getting the ring and the trophy in one race. I mean, how can you not? You got to give it to him. And he nailed the backflip, too. Yeah, Yeah, that backflip was impressive. I'm sorry, but you got to give it. That was the best first time winner. You can't can't go with that. I mean, you can't not not pick it. It's just too good. You think Daniel went to his local Sky Zone or something and uh, practiced that beforehand? Well, he said that when he raced Legends cars and other stuff that he did it a lot. Like he did it a hundred times or something. So he had a lot of practice doing it. It's just that he hadn't done it in a while, but he's like, I just remembered all the mechanics. It came back to me pretty quick. I don't know how you do that on a legend car, not cave the whole thing in. Oh, there's a roll bar. Know. There's a roll bar right there. I mean, the guy won the legends million, you know, he won it. I'm pretty certain. Uh, Phil, I'm waiting for Phil to back me up and I'm kind of drowning I'm here. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he did. <laughs> okay. No, good. I just, I don't know how he performed a, a backflip. If that was the first time he'd done it since then, on that kind of stage, under that kind of light, like, like I said, he probably did it off late models and stuff too. So it's, you know, it's it, that car's a little taller. It's probably a little easier to get it off with. So, uh, anyway, all right, that's what she said. Yep. And uh, okay, Jess has to pull up two videos for me because I have a very controversial award that's going to get me banned from a certain facility. All right. Oh boy. This one to sound maybe a little quiet. So, which one is it? Comp board? This one. Um, Whichever one Phil is, that one right there. Okay. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's it. Okay. So, this one is the award for commentary most likely to be taken way out of context award. Now, I've been saving this video. The second video is an honorable mention, but this is the winner. Uh, the winner is Alexandra Fern for her championship interview. Sorry, I'm a little wet. <laughs> uh, for sure. Um, Let's play Sorry, that again. I'm a little wet. <laughs> there uh, it is. Sure. Okay. So yeah, there's that <laughs> commentary <laughs> to be taken way out of context. Uh, to put that into context, because I'm going to get shit for this, so I might as well say it. Uh, she took a champagne bath. Basically, they mobbed her in victory lane and completely doused her with that. So she's like, being being in a fire suit when it's cold out and getting hit with that must kind of suck. But when you're in the situation, it's probably not. But yeah, that's what she was talking about, people. Calm down. Okay, the second one and the honorable mention is Easy to be... for you to say, Brent. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't know. <laughs> oh, crap. Uh, so the honorable mention is to the legendary Ben Dodge for his commentary. Gary um, Patnode, after having some sex. There it is. Gary Patnode, after having some sex. Yep. Figure we play it twice in case you miss it the first time. Uh, yeah, so there's his one. <laughs> he gets the honorable mention for commentary, most likely to be taken way out of context, and I am probably no longer allowed to be at Stafford anymore. So, yeah. What 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 kind of sick thing are you into? <laughs> Sorry, I catch these things. Uh, anyway, all right, Jess, are you got anything? I got. I think I'm out of awards for now. Okay, I got a few awards here. Okay. I got a bunch of awards, and I have an award that goes into a rant, which is going to be great. Oh, good. Because uh, I can't just leave this, you know, this season <laughs> without one for the last episode. All right, so I've got the golden. Where's my Darf comment of the week? It's coming. Uh, that's the rant section. All right, the golden microphone award. It's not really an award. It's just my old microphone for best interview of the year. We're not even going to give any sort of. Uh, Common or uh, nominees out for this one. We're just going to say Ben Rhodes for his championship interview when he was drunk. If oh, you haven't, yeah. if you haven't seen that thing, it is amazing. He is girl. Nineteen minutes of pure gold. Girl, girl drink drunk. Guy is a happy drunk, and it is hilarious. That's the kind of thing you blackmail someone with later. 
I could listen to him shift gears all day. <laughs> Hilarious. Beer. Yeah. Uh, the man got drunk on Bud Lights. Let's just put it that way. Um, <laughs> we, how can you not give him that award? All right. So anyway. All right. We got another award for most improved division. And I don't know of any other one other than we can put two up for Stafford. Mm -hmm. Late models and limited late models. Both saw big car count increases in 2021. I honestly can't pick a winner between them. I got to give it to the limited late models. They had a lot of different winners. They had a lot of different winners, and they, like, doubled their car count. I mean, yeah. I got to give it to the limiteds, too, because the late models were starting to come on strong in the middle of the last year, and especially towards the end. I think they had 27 cars at the fall final in 2020. All right. So, that, so that, the, the limiteds are really, they were the big one to me. And I honestly, I can't see why they won't have 20 cars next year every week. Okay. So that, that put them over the top. So we'll give that one to the limited late models at Stafford. All right. So. Moving on to, I put I I picked a couple for wreck of the year. Now I know there were a bunch of big wrecks, but um, I picked three that I thought were pretty devastating. It's Tim Jordan, isn't it? Uh, probably yes. But I will give the nominees: <laughs> uh, Sammy Anderson and Todd Doulard at Stafford in turn three. Uh, oh, when Todd went in head first, and then Sammy. God, I can still feel that hit. Yeah, when Sammy climbed up over someone who checked up real quick and went in driver's side first in the same spot. Both cars pretty well destroyed. Uh, then at Stafford again, Jay Clement, I believe it was Jay Clement, if that's the brother, uh, and Rich Hammond off turn two, both went in head on really hard. That was pretty bad. Uh, obvious winner by a mile is Tim Jordan in the catch fence at Waterford. Just a ridiculous wreck. That's a once in a lifetime wreck. You know, you don't. Oh, absolutely. You are not going to see that very often through your whole life. And I don't want to see it ever again. I don't either. <laughs> I'm good on seeing that again. I'm sure he is too. Uh, but yeah, he definitely wins for wreck of the year, and I'm sure that's an award he does not want to win. I don't think anybody really wants to win that one. All right. So I have a few more awards here. Uh, the Give It Away Award. <laughs> now, this award goes to the person who in the most dramatic fashion, completely failed when they had a championship on the line. Kobe! <laughs> you better win this! I won't. <laughs> um, first nominee is going to be Ray Christian III. <laughs> I, I thought that was a drop at first, and then I realized it was Meg. <laughs> this is my wife. Yelling. I did too. <laughs> I'm a loser. <laughs> first nominee... I was like, that was perfect. First nominee is Ray Christian III for driving into the pits during the last points race at, of the season at Waterford for being put to the back for contact and could have won if he just stayed on track. Now, this one hurts. How about the... Uh... No, no, this hurts. Second nominee is me for accidentally leaving my jack chain hooked up and totally screwing my setup at the World Series coming in only two points behind and finishing second in points with the best starting handicap of all four in the title contention. I bet you better have... Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah, but... Um, it was an honest mistake, but I still screwed it up and gave it away, which is the name of the ward. Uh, John Hunter Nemechek. John Hunter Nemechek is another <laughs> give-it-away award nominee. He had oh, the yeah. field covered. It failed in qualifying. Yep. Choked on it. And then stepped on himself in the race on lap one. Yep. 
and he had yeah, he, race he, winning speed all night. Right. I, w- I will say one thing, though. I can't entirely give that to John Hunter because, yes, he screwed up in the beginning of the race, but his crew chief ultimately is the one that cost him that because they stayed out or, or they pitted when they should have stayed out and they would have made it to the end of the next stage, stayed on the lead lap, started with the lead lap cars, drove through the field, and won the title. Could have, yes. Okay, and now my last nominee is not actually a person. It is an object. I am nominating the right front tire off of the number 87 Stafford Motor Speedway street stock of Chris Meyer while Chris was leading a race late in the season. So Chris did not fail, so he's not up for the Give It Away Award. The right front tire off of his car is up for nomination on that one because it cost him the title, essentially. So I got to give it away. I have to give this award away to Ray Christian III because he pulled off track. I can't give it to myself because I kept fighting. So did Chris Meyer. So did John Hunter Nemechek. But Ray pulled off. So we have to give him the Give It Away Award for 2021. No question about it. I even lose. Or Ray. There will be no copywritten material from Chili Peppers. No. I lose even that award. So I get a uh, Pokemon hat, apparently. Uh, all right, I won something. <clears throat> okay, so we're gonna. I'm gonna save that for last. Uh, we have to give away the award for most f words on the show to Phil. That was given to you by Sid DiMaggio, who edits the show for YouTube. Congratulations, Phil. What do you have to say? Sorry, not sorry. Fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> Shit, piss, cunt. Fuck, That's not the award. It's f words. No, it's F words. Okay. But he's still got to beep it. <laughs> there we go. That's a nice long one. Love you, buddy. Miss you. <laughs> I apologize to headphone users everywhere. All right, Dude, so we're, we're all going to have to vote on this one. The Glenn Griswold Meltdown of the Year Award. We had to name this one because he had the most epic meltdown of all Sid's View history. Nominees. Keith Rocco and Mike Christopher Jr. for their fracas that they got involved in. Tony Macrino for his turn three uh, tantrum, which was epic, pretty epic. Oh, that's hurting my ears. Uh, John Porter for climbing up over the 12 car uh, late in the year at Waterford, probably last last race of the year or something like that. Uh, Tim Jordan and Glenn Reen after Tim Jordan went into the catch fence and... Uh, he then decided to try to take Glenn Reen's head off. I, I understand. Uh, and then the last race of the year, the Burgoys boys and Christian Herman in turn one at Waterford. Popcorn. The popcorn trophy, yes. <laughs> All right, so we have to put, a, put it to a vote. Uh, yeah. Who wins the Glenn Grizzled Award for the Meltdown of the Year? Don't all go at once. Give, I got to give it to the Burgoys. I got I to second that because they uh, got that was uh, tag like, team perfection. I mean, I love a good WWE tag team event, and I'm not even a fan of WWE. But I mean, what, all what that was missing done, was a ladder and, and some folding chairs, and that was it. it what yeah. they should have done is gone over, grabbed the fenders, and flipped that bitch over. On sheer chaos alone, I got to give that to them as well. I did like oh. Tony Macrino's meltdown. That was pretty epic. I didn't even get to see that one, so I, I can't, I can't I f- be fair about that one. I filmed it from turn three, so I got it. I mean, Sid's got it on Sid's view. 
I know. How about watching a little Sid's view, Phil? That's a lame excuse. I mean, man, you Sunshine think, State Racing is where it's at. <laughs> you'd think the guy was part of the crew at once, but now he's a traitor. Uh, anyway, right. so we're going to reuse this award. And Sid, you got a nominee. I mean, it's the only man who did I mean, it. doesn't matter because you guys we already got three th- nothing right now. Three nothing, yeah, so I guess it doesn't matter. <laughs> well, who <laughs> would you vote for? Uh, Opinions matter here. Would have been a toss up between. Uh, Porter and uh, probably Keith because it just I, I never expected Keith to have a meltdown. But, yeah, but in terms of content, I mean, Porter's was probably the most entertaining content. <laughs> Everything with I do Porter like, is the most entertaining content, right. though. Yeah, you yeah. just he didn't. Guys, his own rolling circus. I he, love it. He just didn't get yeah. out of the car to to you know voice it in person. So. I just they were all pretty awesome. Give I it, love the meltdowns. Tough to pick a winner. Give it back to uh, the Burgoys and Christian Herman. You've already won this award, and you're not getting it. So, moving on. So, do you want to do the rant, the award that contains the rant now, or do you want to do Driver of the Year now? Oh, Driver of the Year has to come last. It that has, has to. to be last. It because, has to come last. Because that's the most coveted award in all of motorsports. All right, so if anybody doesn't want to listen to me rant, you can skip forward a minute or two. Anyway, I, I just have, wish you'd hurry up and give me my award. You don't have an award. He did. Uh, he got the most F-bombs. He already got his award. He got Fuck. muted the most. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this award is the DARF of the Year. Oh, oh shoot. <laughs> Here we go. Yes, final show of the season. It is the DARF of the year. That goes on entirely too long. No, it anyway. does not. <laughs> anyway. All right, so our nominees are everyone who complained about Waterford catch fencing like Captain Hindsight. There's one. Uh, the guy last week who literally said that crash damage was indirectly cheating. That was a good one. That was uh, the best. That was probably the best one we've had all year. Uh, everyone who posts under anything related to Bubba Wallace, you can just hand an award over to because they're all idiots. <laughs> just seriously. Uh, How about any fan that's like, I love the chase. I love the chase. Yeah, well, they're, they are pretty darfy, but they're, they're just a, they're a special breed of darf. <laughs> they have way too many chromosomes. <laughs> all right, and if you want... <laughs> If you'd like to skip, if you'd like to skip my rant for this week, I know it's pretty embattled. But anyway, the winner is none of these. The winner is NASCAR President Steve Phelps for coming out in a press conference during Championship Weekend of all weekends and announcing that NASCAR doesn't want the "Let's Go Brandon" chant at races. And personally, I think it's kind of played out at this point. I think it's kind of boring. But anyway, um, and will legally pursue anyone going and using the trademark NASCAR logos on any goods sold with the slogan. Obviously, I I understand the trademark concerns. Yeah. Yeah, that's business, obviously. Um, but sticking your nose into literally what is mostly an innocent right-wing inside joke, which is, again, kind of played out. It's okay um, to have BLM on a car. <laughs> I just, they use it too much. It's kind of boring now. Anyway, um, and sticking your nose into this, it, it's, it's just an inside joke as a way of expressing displeasure with the current president and his cabinet and his political bullshit. But uh, it's just a road you don't really need to walk down as a president of the sanctioning body. Uh, perhaps the fans should just go back to chanting fuck Joe Biden like they did in the first place, because I'm yeah. sure that's just a better, way better for live TV. You utter clod. 
that's exactly where the joke came from because Kelly Stavis was trying to cover it up and make it sound TV friendly, which is, to be fair, it's her job. It was uh, brilliant. It was a great cover. Uh, and I was really kind of on the pen a little bit too much. So I kind of thought she was speaking the truth. So I was like, well, really? Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> no. people used it as an inside joke at how untrustworthy they view the media. But honestly, if you get upset with this slogan, you're saying it's seriously weak. Uh, you let leftists or whoever take it, an inside joke consisting of nothing more than two completely innocuous words in someone's name and turn it into something they considered it worse than Nazi slogans or even racist or derogatory or whatever at the time. It's so annoying. And you trust these people to run the country and the media. It's so boring. Uh, anyway, <laughs> you trust them to tell you what's acceptable? Stop allowing these weak-minded people to create their own truth. They can't accept anything said by people that they see as opposition. So... Because they don't want to be seen as weak. The Let's Go Brandon slogan is akin to Heil Hitler now. You people lost your goddamn minds. We all dealt with four years of F Trump coming from all different angles, and this is somehow worse. Give me a break. I said all that to say this. Bill France Sr. and Jr. didn't stick their nose into these types of situations because it wasn't their concern. When Brian France endorsed Trump, I actually thought it was a bad idea to take it public because I don't feel like that sort of thing is really NASCAR's concern. What is their concern? It's unnecessary, to be fair. I'll just go to this. As, as a sports sanctioning body to announce political alliances or sociopolitical ideas or they should be announcing promotions and the next event and whatever they got to do to sell more tickets and sell more ad space and stuff. Issues like this typically sort themselves out and it's unnecessary to play nanny to their fans to tell them what they can say or not say. Uh, so congrats to Steve Phelps. You've won our DARF comment of the year for being more concerned with getting involved in this sort of thing than, you know, finding ways to make NASCAR a better working business. You've won nothing but our pers my personal ire, and may God have mercy on your soul. That was a bit much, but eh, I figured I'd throw a little stupid... <laughs> people. Yeah. Some people actually like the rant, so I just kind of throw it One in there. One last every, rant for the road. Yeah, it's just, uh, whatever. The, I'm just kind of spouting the, the nonsense, biggest... but who cares? The, th the thing to me about that whole thing is he's trying to make it non-political, but by doing that, he's making it political. Right. Like I said, why tread water here? You don't need to. Just You're... ignore it. It'll go away. It's just like that's... when a kid wants freaking candy. That's what I if said. You don't if you give him candy, ignore him. He'll just forget about that's it. That's the problem, because if you bring it up, NASCAR fans will be like, okay, now I'm going to say it twice as much. It's like a little kid. You know what I mean? Don't, like don't do that. Oh, I'm going to do it twice now. If you don't mention it, they won't do it. It'll just die on its own. Leave it alone. Go figure out a way to bring fans back to the track, like having, uh, I don't know, stunt shows like Humpy Wheeler used to have at Charlotte Motor oh, Speedway. Humpy shows were the best. I, I got mean, to see one in person. It was amazing. He had the, he, what did he do? He did the, the landing on, what the hell? He had helicopters come in and they had like a military exercise once yep. where they came out of helicopters. I forgot what the hell he awesome. called it. It was hilarious. They had guys jumping buses and stuff. Bring that back. Don't be a nanny and tell people you're not allowed to say that at our racetracks. Shut up. Enjoy they the show. That, uh, <laughs> Robos Robosaurus Rex or whatever the hell that thing was that used to eat cars. They had all kinds of cool stuff. Yeah. Oh, we need to make it a more inclusive environment. No. <laughs> Just let it play itself out. Literally, it's two innocuous words and a name. Shut up. You know? What if they were saying something else along the other line? You'd probably have no problem with it. Are you shook up? Are you nervous? You know, this is like hiring people who aren't racers to run it is like is like 
the Postal Service hiring somebody who didn't work there to to be Postmaster General. I don't know. That's Stuff kind of suits. It's kind of everything. It's kind of batting along the little bit close to the line here for me, but uh, you know, that's just my my view on that. So <laughs> I don't I don't even like Jim France being involved in NASCAR anymore because I I mean I understand the new car, but it's it's an IMSA car or ISMA whatever. IMSA. 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 I, I can't even IMSA. remember now. You got it all mixed up. Inter, inter, international Super Modified or International m, m, Sports Making something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm lost here. I've been on here There's way too long. probably International Motorsports Association. Is yeah, probably that's probably is. it. Yeah, we'll go with that. But that's all it is is an IMSA car now. It's all modular. Yeah, they're kind of, I don't know. Anyway. They should include a 10-car IMSA class at the Rolex. If they're going to really do that, have... Each team build a car for Rolex. This probably sounds crazy, but whatever. Each team build a car for Rolex. Run all your drivers in one car. Have a cup series. Hours. Have a cup series car. Run it. Yeah, have a cup class. Why not? Or well, st- maybe when they get a car class. Maybe when they get some inventory and they'll. Nah, who cares? Anyway. <laughs> I don't know. It's an idea. I love the Rolex Twenty Four. I can't wait to go this year. So. All right. So there's one more stupid rant for everybody who enjoys it, and most of the people who don't. Anyway. So I had to sneak one more in, but whatever. All right, so I'm out of awards to give. Does anybody else have any more until the last one? No, no, no last-minute ones? All right, well, we're going to go into the most coveted award from the Making Laps Podcast award series, and that is – he's getting a trophy right there. It is the Stanley Cup, but we're going to give it to him anyway. Uh, <laughs> the Driver of the Year uh, – Again, uh, for the second year in a row, we have no nominees because we all know it's just going to be Kyle Larson. So there. You have won our podcast. Yeah, it's just Kyle Larson. It's just Kyle Larson. Uh, Alien of the year. Let's just go through some numbers here. He ran 89 total races. He won 30 of them. That is a 30% win percentage, basically. Um, 11 total NASCAR victories because he won the All-Star race as well. Uh, 11 sprint car wins, four dirt late model wins, four midget wins. He won the NASCAR all-star race, which I mentioned the chili bowl, the Knoxville nationals, the Kings Royal, the Prairie dirt classic at Fairbury and the NASCAR cup championship, you know, on his off weekend from racing dirt. <laughs> Who does this? You are our winner. Who does this? The guy's an animal. Kid's nuts. Well, he's an alien. So that was our Making Laps podcast, Driver of the Year. It was Kyle Larson again for the second year in a row. We've only had the award two years, and he's won it twice. Um, So that'll conclude. Uh, Oh, I had to mention, uh, I got my information on his statistics from our buddy at Walkopedia over on Twitter. Guy's a big dirt racing fanatic. He does a lot of statistics and stuff. So thanks, Walkopedia. Um, But yeah, that concludes our awards. And that concludes our season for 2021 Making Laps podcast. I just want to send a big thank you out to people who watch on YouTube over at youtube.com slash SidsView. I've seen some real market improvement on that over the year. I've seen a lot of listens come in over the year. It's grown by almost double. Yep. Thank you all and, for um, listening. That's been nice. It's really humbling. I got to be honest have with people you. People come up and tell you that they actually like our show. Yeah, it's really it's kind of crazy. Like, I go to racetracks crazy. and people stop me and say I listen or I watch or whatever and instead of me saying, "Dude, what's wrong with you?" I say, "No, thank you." 
Yeah, and I got. I've had people down here start noticing too, so it's been pretty pretty cool. I got to thank Sid should, for yeah. producing the videos. That's right, thank you, Sid. That's for been a big addition. Be on the platform. I have to channel. apologize to Sid for producing the videos. <laughs> you should. <laughs> Fuck. Damn it. My pleasure, fellas. I feel like it's uh, you know, you guys did a ton of great work for me over the years, and so it's uh. I feel like giving back to you guys, being able to produce the video version of it. So, uh, and plus, it gives us kind of a reason to all hang out, even though we don't go to the racetrack together weekly. Um, we do this weekly now, so yeah, pretty cool. And uh, I got to—I actually got to send a big thank you out to the mm-hmm. people who listen and watch because I do get a lot of. Again, we've mentioned it already. I do get a lot of people saying, "Hey, I listen. Hey, I watch." But nothing is better than being on the front stretch, finishing on the podium, and getting interviewed at Thompson Speedway. And when I get my name announced, hearing people cheer because I know they're listeners. Ooh, you suck. <laughs> I've 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 heard you. Like I've literally heard enough people in the grandstands that I actually forgot to mention my sponsors one night because I was actually pretty proud, and I just thanked all the people who came that night to the racetrack. Instead of thanking my sponsor, <laughs> because I was, because I was really, you know, I was really appreciative of it, and it's been great. Uh, again, I I hate taking the the time off, but again, if you heard this show and heard how we went with nothing to talk about, it's like, well, yeah, taking the time off is what usually you know a lot of racing podcasts do. But again, from the bottom of my heart, thank you all very much for listening and watching. We will be back next year. Uh, I had big questions at the beginning of this season of continuing this on, but actually seeing growth happen in this thing and being able to continue and talking and doing all this stuff, it's been great. I know that the podcasts run long and people have complained about how long it's been, and I do Watch apologize for that. But um, again, it is nothing, me. there's nothing better than getting out of my race car and having people I don't know cheering and say, and I gotta, and I know it's because of the show. So thank you all again from the bottom of my heart. It's been great. It's been a great season. And we actually had racing to talk about. We weren't just here floundering because COVID last year. So (laughs) it's been nice to talk racing and actually have shows to talk about. So uh, again, thank you all for listening. I greatly appreciate it. Hope you you enjoyed the awards program. You can find this podcast on every major podcast platform. You can find us on Instagram at Making Laps Podcast, Facebook.com slash Making Laps Podcast. Holy crap, here comes producer Junior. You can find it on YouTube at youtube.com slash Sid's View. You can send us feedback to Making Laps Podcast at gmail.com. And you can send us a voice message, which nobody does, to anchor.fm slash Making Laps. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Brent Gleason01. Uh, and you can find me on YouTube. If you follow me on there, you can see me posting YouTube stuff in the off-season. Uh, you can find Phil at... Uh, you can find me at uh, P. Jakes Racing on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can also find me at Phil Jakes Racing on YouTube. Also, uh, if you can... Uh, to our to our audio listeners, my my brother and my son are making funny faces at each other. So that's what you're hearing. And He slapped me. He slapped me. <laughs> you can find Jesse under a rock. Or in a big brown truck. Raji, for the last... Cowering in the corner, fearing the thought of buying a crate motor. Yes. For the last time this season, I need you to do the exit for me. How do we end this show? Keep the door side down, stay out of fence. See you next year. Thank you for listening. Thank you all for listening. I I appreciate it. Destroy the child. (laughs) Corrupt them all. 
This is uh, their plan, people. These are demons. He actually added that see you next year in on his own. Like, <laughs> I didn't prompt good. him or anything. So, see? thank you all for listening. I Pretty appreciate good. it.